In a few moments, we will distribute and partake of the Lord's Supper. And this is such a cherished time for Christians. It's for believers, those who have placed their faith and their trust in Jesus Christ. And there's so much going on here with these two common everyday elements. These are emblems of grace, embodiments of the gospel. These everyday items just scream to us. They shout to us the love of God in Christ Jesus. And a few minutes ago, Dustin shared from the word that Jesus died in our place for our sins. And what I'd like to do is just take a few brief moments and look prior to the cross to the Garden of Gethsemane. In the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, we read of Christ in the garden and he's praying to the Father and his heart is heavy. He's filled with tension and anxiety and distress. Jesus says in Mark 14, my soul is very sorrowful even to death. You see, he knew that his betrayal, his death on a Roman cross and the forsaking of his father was imminent and he was horrified. And I would add rightfully horrified. And what's so interesting about these accounts in the Gospels is we don't see Christ as a stoic and undaunted and defiant martyr. It's actually quite the contrary. We see the humanity of Christ here. We see him lonely as he's wrestling with what's about to happen to him. His heart is heavy. Christ's prayers in the garden were prayers of despair, concern, and pain. And perhaps this is an aspect of Christ to which some here can relate. I know a few who can personally. Have you ever felt like somebody was reaching inside of you and was just crushing your soul? Like you could barely breathe, you can barely keep food down, you can't sleep, the pain is so great, the hurt is so real, it's almost tangible. Have you ever been there, feeling like you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death? You ever had nights like that? If you have, please know and take comfort in knowing that Jesus has been there too. He knows what it means to suffer. He's felt those pains. He knows how it feels to cry out to the Father. Isaiah rightly described Christ as a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And in Matthew 26, we read of Jesus in the garden, and he's praying to the Father, and here's his prayer. My Father, if it be possible... Let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, My Father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And what's going on here is profound. All the full, just wrath of God is poured into this metaphorical cup. The spiritual agony of bearing the sins of the world, enduring the divine judgment, was symbolized by this bitter cup. And honestly, Christ dreaded the taste of this. He was wrestling with this. He knew in the Garden of Gethsemane what it meant to drink of this cup. He knew what awaited him on the other side of this. Yet in his love for his people, for you and for me, and out of his desire to glorify the Father, He drank it. The thing about Jesus is he didn't just drink a sip. He drank it all. There was not an ounce, not a drop, a drop left within. Then Jesus gets up and he has this renewed, resolute confidence. He was betrayed and then crucified on Good Friday. 
he drank from that cup in the Garden of Gethsemane and it cost him his life. And that brings us to today, nearly 2,000 years later, March 29, 2013, Good Friday service. We're here and we are about to drink of this cup and eat of this bread. And there's so much here that we can enjoy, so many, so much, so many blessings that we can appreciate here. We are joined to Christ by the power of the Spirit. We are united with each other here at the table. We are being fed the visible word of God. And we can look at this and also know that God's love for us is unconditional on account of Christ. All those blessings we can enjoy. Tonight, in a few moments, we can drink of this cup. And we can do it because in the Garden of Gethsemane, amidst such great despair, Christ drank of another cup. He drank the cup of God's wrath. And the thing I want to say is that's the cup we should be drinking tonight. That cup of wrath that had your name, my name written all over it. We don't deserve this cup of mercy here. We deserve that cup of wrath. Scripture clearly says none of us are righteous. No, not one. All of us have fallen short of the glory of God. Even our good deeds and our best works, the stuff we're so proud of, It's like filthy rags, polluted garments. All we like sheep have gone astray. That's all of us. The ground is level here at the foot of the cross. We are all guilty and we are all deserving of God's wrath and judgment. And I just challenge you to pause for a moment and not rush over that thought. We are guilty. Claim it. Own it. Realize that that was your cup. But here's the beauty of the gospel and the Christian message. Here's what's so amazing. Jesus took that wrath for us. He drank the cup that was ours to drink. He was pierced for our transgressions and crushed for our iniquities. Christ has taken the bitter cup of wrath for us so that tonight we can freely drink of this cup, representing his mercy and grace. We can know, and I promise you, you can know, if you're in Christ, please know There is no condemnation for you because he was condemned in your place. Please know and feast upon the truth that you are no longer under God's curse because he was cursed for you. We can now bear his honor because he has borne our shame. We can live because he has died. So I hope tonight on this Good Friday service before Easter, I hope we feel the weight of what these two elements represent. This represents the death of an innocent man. This represents the beloved one stripped naked and hung on a cross. His blood shed for us, his body broken for us. This represents the best news the world has ever known. News of a substitute, of a sacrifice of a savior. In the garden of Gethsemane, Christ drank the cup of God's wrath, our cup. Now tonight we can eat of this bread and drink of this cup, representing his body and blood given for us, and may we do so in remembrance of him. And now let us take a moment to ponder and think on these truths. Think of Christ, the cup that he drank, the cross that he bore, the sins that he carried. We'll have a moment of silence, time of confession, of prayer, And when the music begins, the volunteers will come forward and they will begin to distribute the elements. And feel free to participate if you're a Christian and would like to enjoy the benefits of Christ and his supper.